Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Seerah, and much more. الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه المجيد بعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم قل ان كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم قل اعطوا الله ورسول فان تولوا فان الله لا يحب الكافرين صدق الله العظيم the ayat that i just recited they are from surah al imran where Allah Azza wa Jal is commanding us by saying, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّنَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِ يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهُ فَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمُ اللَّهُ غَفُرُ الرَّحِيمُ Say, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if you should love Allah, then follow me. For Allah will love you and forgive you your sins. And Allah is forgiving and merciful. And the ayah continues on, قُلْ أَفِعُوا اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَرَسُولَهُ فَإِن تَبَلَّهُ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْكَافِرِينَ Say, obey Allah and the Messenger. But if they turn away, then indeed Allah does not like the kuffar. The Mufassireen, when they talk about this ayah, these ayat, they explain the love or uh, love of Allah and His Messenger. What I mean by that is, if you love Allah, then follow me. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us. So Mufassirin tells us this, what it means by that is, the actions that the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala undertakes. And if he, if he loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is connected to the obedience of Allah and His Messenger. So that's the, the, the criterion of loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentioned about the ta'a of Allah and His Messenger, the obedience of Allah and His Messenger is an obligation. And if we turn our backs from the obedience of Allah and His Messenger, Allah Azza wa says, Inna Allah la yuhibbul kafirin. In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not love the kuffar. Now, so the love of us towards Allah Azza wa is connected to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you back. And the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means following Allah and His Messenger here. And the, the way Allah Azza wa loves us is by forgiving our sins. This is what it means by that Allah Azza wa loves us. And the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions another place and obligation on us. 
the following of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he says, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكَرُ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا That there is a best example in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And whosoever hope in Allah and the Day of Judgment, then he will remember Allah uh, often. So that's, the, that's what it means by when we talk about the love of Allah and His Messenger, it is connected to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for us to have a life in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is connected with following the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Having said that, when we talk about the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and following Allah azza wa jal, we should also remember that it is not just following Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our spiritual aspects of the deen, which is the worshipping Allah azza wa jal, whether it comes to salah, zakah, hajj, and on and on, but when it comes to the life affairs, if we put it, if we don't follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we are not worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those actions. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَوْمَ نَبْعَثُ فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ شَهِيدًا شَهِيدًا عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ عَنْفُسِهِمْ وَجِئْنَا بِكَ شَهِيدًا عَلَى هَأُولَاءِ وَنَزَّلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ تِبِيَانًا لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَهُدًا وَرَحْمَةً وَبُشْرًا لِلْمُسْلِمِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Isra that uh, Surah Al-Nahl Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and mention the day when we will resurrect among every nation a witness over them from themselves and we will bring you O Muhammad وسلم, as a witness over your nation and we have sent down to you the book as the clarification for all the things and as guidance and mercy and good tidings for the Muslims. There's a similar ayah like that as Ibn Kathir mentions when he's giving the tafsir of this ayah which is in Surah An-Nisa, and Abdullah bin Mas'ud, radiallahu an, when he was reciting Surah An-Nisa to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and when he got to the point where he says, فَكَيْفَ إِذَ جِئْنَا مِنْ كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ بِشَهِيدٍ وَجِئْنَا بِكَ عَلَى هَأُولَاءِ شَهِيدًا Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he heard this ayah, he stopped Ibn Mas'ud. And when Ibn Mas'ud looked at Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the tears were coming out of the face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa from his eyes. Because this ayah is saying, so how will it be when we bring from every nation a witness? And we bring you Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa against these people as witness. You will be witness over them because you are the one given this task to convey the message of Allah azza wa jal. Like other prophets will be witnesses over their own people. And the ayah that I was reciting prior to that, with a similar content, it ends like that. That we have revealed this book to you, O Muhammad وسلم, that explains everything, that gives the answers for everything. And that's what Rasulullah sallallahu was sent as a messenger to take the message from Allah azza wa which carries the solutions for all the things in our life. Including the ibadat, in mu'amla, and whatsoever our personal actions are. 
So Quran, the book of Allah Azza wa Jal, carries the answers for all the problems for us. We cannot think of that, that when it comes to my life affairs, I will be have solutions from somewhere else. This is a secular way of thinking. This is not Islam. To think that religiosity is different than my life affairs. Islam came as a comprehensive way of life. And this is where what means by when we want to love Allah and His Messenger, when we want to show that we love Allah and His Messenger, then we show from our, all our actions. All our actions have to be according to the command of Allah Azza wa And if we are coming up with some secularized mentality where we're splitting the deen and taking part of Islam and putting the other part on the side, Allah Azza wa tells us about that also. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and are you the one who take the part of the book and reject the other part? If that's the case, then you will have humiliation in this dunya. And there is a, there is a severe punishment from Allah Azza wa Jal is waiting for you on the day of judgment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is well aware of what you do. So why am I bringing up this issue of love of Allah and His Messenger today in this context? Today, when we hear about what's happening about Palestine, when Bahrain and Emirat, they just signed a treaty to give up the land that Allah Azza wa Jal has praised. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Subhanallahi asra bi'abdihi laylam min al-masjid al-haram ila al-masjid al-aqsa alladhi barakna hawlahu linuriya min ayatina innahu huwa sami'u al-basir. Allah Azza wa Jal is saying, the exalted is he who took his servant Muhammad by the night, part of the night from Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa. And whose surroundings we have blessed to show him of our signs. Indeed, he is hearing that also. It's seeing so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So today Allah, Allah subhanahu wa told us about the, the blessedness of this land. And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa, the Isra al-Mi'raj, that we remember all the time, but we tend to sometimes forget the importance of it. That was the first qibla where Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam go from Masjid al-Aqsa to the, to, to the heavens and come back in the part of the night. This is the very same Masjid, Masjid al-Aqsa, which is part of the Palestine. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned through Rasulullah that allowed us to three of the messages that we can travel to. Besides Masjid al-Haram and Masjid al-Nabawi. So now, here what we are talking about is that land, because the ayah is not only talking about Masjid al-Aqsa, but the surrounding of Masjid al-Aqsa is also the blessed land. And this land belongs to the Muslims. It belongs to the Muslim, it belongs to the Muslim today, and it will belong to the Muslim until the Day of Judgment. But our crooked rulers, unfortunately, now they have no shame left. Before that, they were making all those deals and have relationship 
those illegitimate relationships they were having under the table, now they are showing it openly. And don't be surprised when we start seeing other nations popping up and doing the very same thing what Bahrain and Emirates has done, or Saudi is doing, or we can find that Erdogan is doing while in the face of the, the, face of the people, he tries to show as if Al-Quds is a main issue for him while they are making all sorts of deals with them, whether it comes to all the military practices they do together, or all the airspace and land space is open for the Zionist occupation. So we cannot say that this is for the goodness of the Ummah, or this is something that we need. This is something which is called the Hikmah, or this is something which goes along with the Sulah Hudaybiyah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or it is something that Aisha radiallahu anha mentioned one of the hadith, that whenever Rasulullah sallallahu was given two ways, Rasulullah sallallahu picked the easy one. And I will go into a little bit of detail of each, because these are the things which are always used as excuses, as if Islam allows these kind of illegitimate peace processes have been signed by the Muslim, uh, Muslim rulers. And these are the very same rulers about whom Rasulullah mentioned, The hadith says, the time will come over the people, the time of tribulation, when the truthful will be considered as a liar, and the liar will be considered as a, a, a and the one who is dishonest, the one who is a traitor, he will be taken as an amin and the honest one, and the honest one will be taken as the, the, the traitor. And hadith goes on, and then the ruwaybada will speak. And it was asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who is Ruwaybada? Qala ar-rajalu ta'fihu fi amri al-amma. This is the wild person. This is the one incompetent person who was taking, taking care of the affairs of the ummah. And that's what we see today. Because these rulers are, 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 tra are traitors to the ummah. They are traitors to Allah azza wa jal. They are the one who do not love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what we were talking about when we talked about the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is connected to following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will never find a command that says that we can give up the land for kufr. We will not find any ahkam in Islam that will say, give up your sister's honors just to please some, some people. And these people are coming up with different excuses. Whether it's a Sulaih Hudaybiyah, they come up and try to say, Oh, Rasulullah made the peace treaty. Yes, Rasulullah made the peace treaty. But that was commanded by Allah Azza wa Jal. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the very same Sulaih Hudaybiyah as, That this is a clear victory for you. And we saw the consequences of that. After Sulaih Hudaybiyah, how Islam spread. The treaty was not signed to shrink the Muslim land. Rather, after that, we see an explosion of how the Muslim land expanded. Rasulullah came with 1,400 people to do the Umrah before Sulaih Hudaybiyah. Less than two years after that, Rasulullah was at the borders of Mecca with 10,000 Muslims and opened the land. 
And Rasulullah sallallahu started calling the Muslim, calling the leaders outside the Arabian Peninsula towards Islam because of the treaty. Is that what these rulers are doing? Or they are doing something the opposite of that? Or they are bringing the temples to worship other than Allah in those lands? Instead of removing those temples. Of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Islam allows coexistence of different faiths in Islamic land. Don't take me wrong about that part. But at the end of the day, messengers were sent to bring the people towards worshipping Allah Azza wa alone. They were not sent to call people towards kufr. They were not sent to call people so they would worship other than Allah Azza wa Similarly, when we talk about the helpful fudul as an example, sometimes people say that Rasulullah said that if that he said, I saw a, hilf, a, a, a confederation that was done at the house of Abdu, uh, the Dar Abdullah bin Jadan, Judan. And he said, I love this over the red cattle or red camels. And if I am asked for this, fill Islam if I am called for this, for in Islam, so there are two things to remember when we hear about Hilf al-Fudul. That this is incorrect to say that this is an evidence to approve these kind of peace treaties that are happening. One, Rasulullah was well aware of what were the, the articles of this, uh, this Hilf. Number one, which was according to Islam. That if there is any injustice happening, you will help the one who has been, who is the one who has been the oppressed. And Rasulullah said, in Islam, if I am called, meaning within the limitations of Islam, not outside of Islam. So either way, this is within the boundaries of Islam, let's talk about. What we are seeing is all out of Islam, these peace treaties are happening. And the last thing, inshallah, I will just remind, remind so we will, we will know why these peace treaties are wrong. A lot of time, this hadith of Rasulullah has been mentioned from Aisha. He says, this hadith says, and this hadith is reported by Imam Muslim. It says, and Aisha قالت ما خير رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بين أمرين أحدهما أيسر من من الآخر من آخر إلا اختار أيسرهما ما لم يكن إثما فإن كان إثما كان أبعد الناس منه. The hadith is very clear, by the way, but unfortunately, people just talk about the first part and forget about the rest. Hadith says, whenever Rasulullah was given the choice, see, first, the starting point, it says, whenever Rasulullah was given the choice, meaning that choices are given by Allah Azza wa Jal, which are halal. Within those two halal choices, Rasulullah always picked the easier one. That doesn't mean that there was a choice of halal and haram. Haram was easier if you go along with the haram. And as a matter of fact, the hadith word says, The Rasulullah was the farthest away from the sin. And even Imam Muslim, when he mentioned this hadith, this hadith is mentioned under the title that says, when Rasulullah was given the, cho- the choices between the two mubah, two permissible. It's not the issue of picking a haram because haram is easier than the halal. So these peace processes that we are talking about, 
they go against the, the Sharia of Allah Azza wa Jal that was given to us. So when we want to look at these things, we should remember that not only that we, we, we don't like that, but we, because this is part of loving Allah and Allah Azza wa Jal, the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show the love of Allah is to like what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes and dislike what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dislikes. And abandon those things which are haram by Allah Azza wa Jal. So we should remember when we read this ayat where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُرُ الرَّحِيمُ Say, O Muhammad, if you should love Allah, then follow me. So Allah will love you and forgive your sins. And Allah is forgiving and merciful. قُلْ أَفِعُ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولُ فَإِن تَوَلَّوْا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَيُحِبُّ الْكَافِرِينَ Say, obey Allah and the Messenger. And if they turn away, then indeed Allah does not like the kuffar. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.